0: Shut up and sit down. People who don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom, they're nasty. The Lord is watching. I want to ride it where I lie. I
1: want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike.
0: Say what? You came back for another Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Doring? You're the best.
1: We all can use a good Chinese proverb from time to time. So here you go. A man who cannot tolerate small misfortunes can never accomplish great things. Stay strong, my friends. I want to go to the zoo and tickle a gorilla and then punch it in the face.
0: You got to cuss yourself out every once in a
2: while. What can I say? You know? Hi, and welcome back to The Dow Podcast. I'm Jake Fondering. I'm here with Lance Epler. Lance Romance,
3: right here in studio, live.
2: Welcome, Lance. Thank you very much. (laughs) Happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, We've got uh, Matt LeGrand coming to us on Skype today. Matt, how are you?
4: What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking (laughs) Skype-tastic. (laughs) You look good over Skype. That's what that means.
2: Gotcha. And we've got a special guest with us today. We've got Paige Edwards. Welcome to the show, Paige. Hello. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those of you who are watching on YouTube, um, it looks like there is uh, someone out there that's watching right now. You can see Paige on there. Um, We are going to be doing this whole live on YouTube thing every week. So if you ever want to just check it out, feel free to... uh, Subscribe to the Dialed Cycling YouTube, and you can uh, get a little notification as to when we go live, and you can watch along and play along with us as we, as we do this. Love it. Cool. All right, let's let's uh, let's jump into this show. Lance, why don't you backpedal for us?
3: Backpedal for me. Um, I had a big week, actually, a big week, 18 hours, like 350 miles this last week, so I wow. was out there quite a bit. Unfortunately, much of it was on Zwift. I did a lot <laughs> of training inside this week. Um, weather really wasn't all that great this week, and so I ended up doing quite a bit inside. Um, but not all of it. Um, the team ride was great. Um, we had quite a few people. There was like 40 people on the Zwift team ride. It yeah. was large. It was yep. large. Yeah. I know I ended up in the front group. The group kind of split up a little bit. Paige, you were even there, weren't you? I was. Yeah.
0: Hanging in the back.
3: <laughs> she was hanging pretty tough. <laughs> Um, But I did ride outside a couple of times, like uh, three times this week. Um, Once I went out almost in the middle of the night. I left at like 7 o'clock at night. And rode for like forty miles in the rain and on in the, the road dark. on your gravel bike on the road on my gravel bike. I did go down some gravel roads. Oh,
2: okay, yeah.
0: This seems like a unintelligent choice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love Paige. She's already calling you out. No, it was, I was just I was just like, price
4: who did idea, I
3: like... did I just turn bright red? Look at my <laughs> no, face. I'm bright red. <laughs> yes, Paige just completely called me out. I no, just saying, it was don't not. Get run over. It was not smart at all. <laughs> It was like, okay, it's time for me to ride, and I'm just going to ride outside. I had just done all this. I just fixed a bunch of stuff on my yeah. gravel bike, and I'm like, I want to go ride you it. You have to prove that you fixed it. Yeah. So, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I feel like an idiot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my dad would just, like, hammer me for riding in the dark on the road. Oh. He'd be like, do you know how many cyclists per year get hit by cars? Yeah, there's a few. I- <laughs> <laughs> Is that how Todd talks? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I'm older than your dad and dumber, so... You're probably wiser. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about that. Actually, I think you guys are the same age. Are we? How old's your dad? Do you know?
0: 51. Oh, he's
3: older than you. Big brother. I'm 51. Almost. Well, I'm not quite 51. If he's 51.
0: 50, I am so sorry, Dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't know if you're 51. No, 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 no. 50. He's,
0: he's 51. I'm 50. He's 51 because it's 2021, and oh. he was born in 1970. Well, I was born in
3: 1970
2: When's as well. his birthday?
0: September. Oh, so Lance is
2: older.
3: I was born in April, so I am older, so I am smarter than you're wiser. Todd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Todd defeated. Todd. I went. Todd.
3: He'll never listen to this. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will, he will listen I'm to it. this because you're on it. <laughs> Dang. He's not somebody I really want on my bad side. He... No,
0: he's a nice guy. No, I
3: know he's a nice guy, but like. He's he's freaking rips, man. He does, man. He's just, anyway, okay. Uh, Todd can take you out. I know, man. Yeah. He's he's
0: solid. Okay, he's back. gonna love this so much. <laughs> no, he's he's like, I'm old and fat. <laughs> I don't ride my bike every day anymore. Uh, he's gonna uh, be
3: flattered. Uh, yeah, I like Todd. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I did other rides. I didn't just yep. ride outside. <laughs> Uh, Saturday, we were supposed to do uh, teammate Ian's birthday ride for, he was supposed to do a 60 mile, his 60th birthday birthday ride, but.
2: Okay. I, weather we're going to talk about hit that ride for a second, but he's not 60. He lied when he moved here from Britain and said he was 10 years older than he actually is just so he could retire early. I, I told him that on, on Saturday and he laughed at me, but.
3: Well, I, I will say, um, he outsprinted me Dude. almost all day long. He he's 60, me, and he's 60. Looks Who like he's 50,
2: and rides like he's 30.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian, he's one of uh, one of our teammates. Cool. Yeah, he he rips too. <laughs> Sir Ian Gibson. <laughs> Sir, yep. Sir Ian Gibson. Yeah. So me and Jake and Ian went out for like uh, 35 miles of just um, I, I don't know. I
2: I How call was that? it 40 something, yeah. something like that. like that. 42. Yeah.
3: Um, I want to call it sprint lead out practice because that's kind of what we were doing <laughs> kind of was yeah Yeah, so was the route though yeah we, we did do our dialed training route yep but we did it backwards stop ahead signs in full effect yeah it, every stop ahead sign we sprinted for and and it was more like Jake pull for three minutes me empty the tank in like 60 seconds and then Ian sprint around me at the end <laughs>
2: <laughs> happy birthday Ian yes
0: <laughs> sounds fun though
3: but it was good you know the great thing about it is we, we we haven't been able to do practice like that or, or lead out practice or like sprint train practice like that because of the pandemic. Yeah. And even though it was just the three of us, it was it was really good to get those feelings of okay, go empty, go hardest, go hard as I can, knowing yeah. that he's on my wheel and he's yep. going to come around, and yep. I wanted him to come around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's exactly what was in my head when we were coming up the ditch, and I I basically sat at about between 4 and 450 watts for about two, two two and a half, three miles. Yeah. And then I I was perfectly set up, because we know exactly where we're sprinting to. Lance comes around, and he pulls Ian up probably about 500 watts plus, and then Ian just exploded like a... It was awesome. Yeah, a missile.
3: Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Good stuff. It was awesome. (laughs) So we had a good time, the three of us. We flogged each other, and that's (laughs) what we like to do, so... (laughs) Um, then, uh, yesterday I ended up going out with, uh, Surratt, um, my, our other teammate, Chris Surratt, and we did, uh, the hell of the North Plains gravel
2: route. I wanted yesterday. to go on that so bad. I was, I had way too much going on and I, I did you see my ride title yesterday? Yes. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that wasn't describing the ride. That was just me. That I was a pile of hot garbage. Hot I felt zero like, I had zero energy. It was terrible. That was
0: me on the team ride on Tuesday. Was it? Yeah. I, I was just like, I'm going to hang for this And well, then you I was like, no. kicked your training up to what, like
2: 15 <laughs> or 16 hours for like two weeks prior to that? That's just yeah, catching up with you. Yeah, And I so. had
0: been at like zero <laughs> before <Right>. that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I had a so. great ride with Surratt yesterday. We put in 55 miles, the Hello North Plains route. It's, it's, um, it's 70% gravel or something Lovely. like that. Some of it was single track like hop over the forest service gate and and it, it was awesome though we had we had a great time he, cool. S- we did Surratt did flat 11 miles into it and we couldn't get the uh, tubeless tire to seal <laughs> so we ended up having to put a tube in it and the tube held for the rest of the ride we were quite nervous about it did you have it. to boot it we'd have to boot it no it just what happened when it went flat it, it wouldn't um it it the bead broke Oh. And so it wouldn't like reinflate.
2: What tires was he running? Uh Schwalbe's? Swalbies? Schwalbe's something. Those are light and fast. Yeah. But they're a little susceptible to that kind of stuff yeah, though, aren't they?
3: I think so. Huh. So anyway, that was phenomenal. I had a great time. Cool. Thanks for that. <laughs> That's my week. Awesome. Um Matt, you want to backpedal for us?
4: Sure. Um I don't think the week was that crazy for me. Uh, team team group ride. Uh, which was super fun. I don't remember. I got dropped midway through and then ended up riding with another smaller group for the rest of it, which was super nice. Uh, And then a lot of swimming, um, a couple of runs. I actually did something crazy yesterday. I did uh, a track workout, which is something a guy with a busted Achilles should really never do. (laughs) Um, But uh, some guys on YouTube had like, challenged me to do this kind of like workout where you do a thousand meters and then you kind of like hide your watch and you keep doing a couple more thousands and you try and hit your time from the previous time i'm gonna make a video about it about on my youtube channel and then there's another couple people that are also doing the same kind of challenge and so it's uh it's kind of a thing but i you know paid the price for it because now i'm like limping around and, uh, is that you a, is know, I that did my a... swim just right before this podcast. And I even, like, going around to the pool, I'm, like, limping around.
2: Is that a bad uh, limp so or are you just sore limp?
4: It's a sore limp. I think I'm okay. I don't think I did any more damage to okay. – I mean, my Achilles is damaged, right? But, like, I don't sure. think I did more damage. And I made it through the workout, which maybe that's important. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, but it was actually fun to get on the track and go hard. Or semi hard. I was going like six minute miles or six-fifteens or something like that. So
2: Do you have any updates on your Achilles? Have you had any more medical appointments that you would want to share with you us? Know, or?
4: Just the like dozens of doctors that I've seen, and uh the conclusion is peg leg. Carbon fiber <laughs> peg leg. Blade runner, baby. Blade runner. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's my my week, pretty quick.
2: Cool. Yep. Paige. Yes. What you up to? What did you do this week? She's the only one sitting here at the table that actually went out and did something this past week that was of note. you want to give us a little backpedal?
0: Well, I did way less hours and miles than you guys, probably. That's because we're idiots. No, it was because <laughs> I've been kind of fried from training more than normal, and I was preparing for a race, and it's been the first race I've done in forever. It was in Gig Harbor, Washington. Um, I did Cat 1 Women. Um and I got second, which was cool. This is a mountain bike race. Yes. I,
3: About how long was it?
0: Um more than 20 miles, I'm pretty sure.
3: Like um it was a was a lap course. You had to do multiple laps?
0: Yeah, it was three laps okay. and the laps took like 40 to 45 minutes, okay. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, yeah. significant.
3: Mm-hmm. Hard. That it, sounds It was hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was hard. Um when You're, I first start Uh, My back always hurts like crazy, but this year it was a lot better than last year because I've been working on my core a lot. That a girl. Yeah balances it out that's nice. what my chiropractor told me to do <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
2: your dad sent me a text saying that you had like this grin from ear to ear because it was raining and sloppy and messy uh. and, mm-hmm. and, and everybody was kind of griping about it being cold and wet and pages over here she just got this like little chest <laughs> smile on her face like yeah get some
0: <laughs> a little bit of an advantage for me if you're used to it or yeah. anybody that's used to it so cool it's cool
2: mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, we'll get into some more stuff about Paige um, when we get into the topic of the day, yeah. and um, we'll uh, we'll learn about Paige and um, what she's doing with dial now. So we'll do that. Um, as for my backpedal, there's nothing much to report other than yes, Zwift happened a lot, and I did do that team ride with well, mini team <laughs> me, Lance, and Ian. Uh, we did that little ride. That was a blast. Um, I was I I might have actually been pretty tired the following day from that. And then the other thing is, I woke up on Sunday morning with a headache. And it's like a headache, like you had maybe like one or three too many beers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a drop of alcohol in like over a month, so I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, "That's right, I got home from that ride, and my water bottle was still full. I had I, I, had, oh, my, I had my water no. when I first get up in the morning, and I had another cup of water with dinner, and that's all the water that I drank Didn't that drink that day. It all. Yeah. And it was cold, and but I was sweating. And as a matter of fact, I remember riding home into that damn east wind, and looking <laughs> down, putting way too many watts to go way too slow. And I'm kind of like hunkered down trying to, uh, you know, kind of dodge the wind a little bit. And I had drip coming off me because I could see it landing on my garment. I'm like, that's not just water. That's like sweat. You can tell it's kind of like milky looking. I'm like, "Ah, I need to drink some more fluids. And I got home and didn't do it. So that's probably why I was wrecked yesterday. I was just dehydrated.
3: We were out there two hours. Yeah. And didn't drink a whole lot. No. Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: So. You think we'd be smart than that? See,
0: Paige?
3: Not that smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys are smart. Yeah. I Sometimes. drink, like, way too much water. Yeah. I, like, bring two bottles, like, I, everywhere. Well, the
2: problem is when we go on team rides, I try not to, like, go crazy on the water ahead of time mm-hmm. because I have to stop and go to the bathroom every, like, yeah. way too often. Baby bladder.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Anyhow.
2: You no, <know>, It's cute? <laughs> it's cute. You think it's cute? No. <laughs>
0: Guys, he thinks it's cute.
2: That's funny. But it was just uh, a- another week. I'm looking forward to getting back into the swing of the things this week. And hopefully, um, I-, I actually got up and wrote early this morning just to get it out of the way because I had way too much stone going on this week, and I didn't get to go to Costco yet, so i got to go to Costco when <laughs> <laughs> I get up for it tonight, so I'm like, i got to ride first to get it over with. But um, you know, long story short, I'm hoping that this is going to be a good week, because I did feel good on the trainer this morning. Even though I was multitasking, I, I was supposed to on, be on an active recovery day, I was putting down a little bit higher wattage than I would have normally, and it was, wasn't because of anything other than I felt good. I was doing what my RPE was, and then I looked over my watts, and I'm like, hmm, it's a little bit higher. Uh, Jake, so, you're coming around your watts are coming around so yeah it'll it'll come around in time where i want it to be at least so yeah. cool champ bailey top five hey champ know, top five discussion i mean i'm not just gonna go out crazy hall of famer top three. are you hall, in the hall, hall of fame hall of famer. seriously champ <laughs>
3: bailey, yes yeah. champ bailey.
2: i think it's time for an edit
3: Champ bailey here <laughs> it's time for an intro edit uh, yeah, Champ Bailey is my fake sportscaster um, oh. Um, identity.
1: Oh,
2: You want to tell her the story behind that? Some people who maybe are new to this whole podcast, you're <laughs> like, Chant why Bailey. In the hell did he choose Chant Bailey, the cornerback from the Denver Broncos? <laughs> That's not who we thought no. it was.
3: So I was trying to make fun of the uh, movie uh, Ron Burgundy.
2: Yeah, Anchorman.
3: Anchorman. Uh, Ron Burgundy is the character in uh, Anchorman, the movie. Do you know who that is? Have you seen Anchorman? Dang oh, it. please. You haven't seen Anchorman? It's a Will Ferrell movie. <laughs> so page, I
0: could have said yes. Pages. Wait. Same. you got to watch Are that. You, it's a
3: classic. You're like 19, right? Or 18? I'm 18. You're 18. Okay. That's
2: about when it came out. <laughs> it's about oh that old. Gosh, I feel old right now.
3: <laughs> this, is not, this won't make sense at all. I it's, could have
0: probably said yes and then nothing yeah, would have happened. Yeah, that's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anchorman is a is a comedy, and there is a fake sportscaster in there who goes by the name of um, Champ Kind. And I, cool. and I was trying to make fun of Champ Kind, but I called myself Champ Bailey as the sportscaster it, for none the of show.
2: Us, none of us picked up on it for like the first like month. Yeah, we – For a long time. Yeah. We
4: actually – I was so convinced that that was really his name, Champ Bailey. <laughs> like we're – I was positive that that was correct. <laughs> but the guy's hilarious uh, as a sportscaster for yeah. this comedy movie. It's, it's worth watching.
3: I like to go to Disneyland. Take my pants off. <laughs> okay. So so in, the scene, in this, you'll have to watch it. Yeah. It's funny. If your dad will let you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we did have the Cyclocross World Championships this last year in uh, last in weekend Belgium. Yeah, sorry, last weekend. And it was super exciting. A lot of big, long, ugly sand sections. Did you watch any of it, Paige?
0: I watched like the Instagram clips that they post. Perfect, yeah. So basically, yeah.
3: So uh, Jake, big surprise about who won the men's elite. Who do you think?
2: Most valuable player.
3: Yes, Matthew Vanderpool, MVDP. Yep. Not just MVP, MVDP. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matthew or Matthew? It's Matthew. Matthew. Yeah.
2: Like almost like Atu, but Matthew. Yeah. Okay. Correct.
3: <laughs> so third year in the row, uh, Matthew is what I'm just going to say Matthew because that was I, his
2: fourth third. And, no fourth third. He's won fourth third. Are you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. I heard fourth okay. yesterday. Anyway, because <laughs> I remember because didn't um uh, wow didn't he has he won oh it is fourth yeah it's
3: yeah, right okay. here it's his fourth okay thank yeah. you you're you're correct. So, it was kind of exciting. Uh, Wout Van Aert, who we were kind of pulling for, um, he had like a 30-second lead, and Vanderpool went over his handlebars in one bad rut. Yep. And um, Vanderpool ended up pulling him back, and right as he was about to catch Wout Van Aert, Wout flatted. And so, he had to- Oh, he flatted. Okay. I didn't catch that part. That sucks. He front flatted. Okay. And so- he was able to ride to the pit. He didn't have to run to the pit, but he was able to ride to the pit. But he lost
2: thirty seconds or so. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I didn't catch that part. I just watched the replays, and it was all in like Dutch or something like that. So I had no idea what they were saying. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I just saw him like, "Oh, that's wow! MVP just caught him and passed him like, yeah, piece of cake." So we,
3: he lost like thirty seconds. Then he yeah, Wout almost pulled him back, but then you know you, you cr- crushed that hard, you know. Wout ended or Vanderpool ended up winning by forty seconds or fifty yeah. seconds or something like that.
2: And it was uh, so for third place though, that was kind of a fun little. To the it was Pinnick and uh, Toot right?
3: Yeah, um, uh, Toon Ertz Toon. and uh, yeah. Tom Pidcock were yeah. both battling for third place, and yeah. Toon ended up taking it. I like so. it. I love his name.
2: Yeah, Toon. Toon Toon
3: Ertz, <laughs> love that cartoon. Uh, American Curtis White, I believe, took twentieth. So, good on him for him. That was fantastic. He was the only American in the race. Clara Um,
0: Hansinger got fourth. That's correct.
3: In the women's race, uh, that was quite exciting. Um, Clara um, doesn't usually start all that well, even though she, she was on the front row. Yeah. Um, didn't start all that hot, but she, you know, after the first couple of turns, she was in like 13th and she battled her way back to fourth, which was, had a girl, fantastic. So you guys know she's from
0: Portland? We're, yes. Yes. We're yeah. big. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: She's actually from Ashland, <laughs> oh, Oregon. Cool. She she grew up in Ashland, yeah. um, started to go to school at, the. Uh, uh, in Corvallis, but then joined the, the Selwood S&M uh, team that's in Portland. Mm-hmm. And so then she lived here and raced here in Portland for a couple of years before. She's gone big time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I met her one time.
3: Oh, she's did you? She's really nice. Yeah. She's, mm-hmm. she's a sweetheart. I mm-hmm. raced her once.
2: That is correct. She came out and she did one of the men's races, and it was because um, a, a lot of the men that race cyclocross here locally don't get UCI points, right? Yeah. So you need certain amount of UCI points. Well, not a certain amount, but just more UCI points you can get, the better for your start position is. And when we had the uh, cross national championships up in um, Tacoma. Like, yep. Um, we were we had a bunch of people going up there, and they wanted to have a better start position. She jumped in and because she's got a ton of UCI points that up to the. Uh, everybody got better points, points. Oh, because cool. she was in the race, yeah. and
3: she didn't like try to win it. She just like like got a good workout in, mm-hmm. so that was that was kind of cool. That is so. cool.
2: But if she wanted to, she could just hand everybody their
3: lunch. She <laughs> she she would have pl- she would have placed in the top five. That's great. Yeah, for the men's leader top 10 or something like wow. that. Wow. So pretty impressive. So pretty awesome. Cool. So yeah, the women's race was won by Lucinda Brand, um, Belgian. Actually, defending champion Alvarado um, got the whole shot and had a great start, but then um, she crashed on the first corner and never quite recovered.
0: That's tough.
3: <laughs> yeah. So she she was like in it. And then there was some um, controversy because... Lucinda Brand and Anna Marie Wurst were battling for the win with, like, two minutes to go in the race. Like, right at the very end. And Lucinda Brand kind of took a tighter corner and bumped shoulders with uh, Anna Marie Wurst. And she went down. Anna Marie Wurst fell. Oh. So, she lost, like, four seconds. And that was the race right there. So, Lucinda Brand ended up.
0: Cross is hectic. Yeah,
3: cross is... Cross is crazy
0: i don't know how people maintain consistency racing cross there are a
2: lot of
3: variables there yeah it's just so much it's it's bike handling and line choice and equipment choice
0: and
2: tire choice and that just goes to show you though how special mvp and woot are yeah they're consistently right there one two it's crazy it's it's pretty amazing those are some special dudes right there (laughs) so
3: so that's it for the uh, World Championships. That was fun and exciting to watch. Um, not a whole lot of other uh, news in cycling. Belgium Waffle Ride announced a, uh, another gravel race in uh, Kansas. So they're having four now this
2: year. Really? Yep. Kansas, huh? Yeah. Are they using anything from the uh, what used to be known as the Dirty Kansas? N- no, they're or doing it in challenge. Lawrence,
3: T- um, Kansas. And, uh, okay.
2: An unbound
3: gravel. Uh-huh. is in um, Emporia,
2: Kansas. Okay. So I don't know how close How do you know so much dance? about Kansas, Lance? I, I be, mean, I, Champ. Um, I'm <laughs> Champ,
3: and uh, I just follow gravel racing. <laughs> yes. Yes, you
2: do. Cool. Champ Bailey, out. Thanks, Champ. All right, real quick, uh, Patreon. We have a drawing this week, and if you're watching the, uh, the YouTube, you'll see me pulling up this little uh, cask neck buff a little neck gator, if you will and that's going to be our drawing this week if you are um in the pool of patreons uh to all of you who are we thank you um i'm going to shake it up a little bit and page i'm gonna have you pull one person's name out of there and if his name is rob buck we're gonna put it back in <laughs> <laughs> he, he came, wins like every week <laughs> he came by
3: the lab this week
2: yeah who do you got can you read my chicken scratch
0: i think so Scott Troutman. Oh, Scott, Scott Troutman. Troutman. I was just making sure I didn't say that right. For Lance you. kind of
2: got into it, Scott Troutman, a little bit this weekend <laughs> on social media.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> he posted that Clara got fourth at like seven in the morning, <laughs> and then like we, I didn't have a chance to wake up and like watch any res, any watch anything. He just like already posted it, so I, I called him out. I'm like,
2: spoiler alert, dude. Spoiler come alert, on, dude. <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? That's funny. So, Scott Travman, come by the lab and pick yourself up a lovely little cask gator buff thingy. It's awesome. It'll keep your head warm, your neck warm, and it'll keep the COVID to yourself. That color. I like that color. Yeah. It's pretty sharp. If you or yourself are interested in becoming a patron, you can go to dialpodcast.com, and right there on the homepage, you will see a link to Patreon. Click on through, check out the different Patreon options, jump in there, and your support would be greatly appreciated. It helps us uh, do little things like we're doing right now with this whole live broadcasting. So, kind of cool. Um, that's it for Patreon news. Anything else before we jump into uh our topic of the day?
3: Does Matt have any uh triathlon news we want to ignore?
2: Matt, any triathlon <laughs> running stuff you want to talk about?
3: There's
4: no there's no triathlon news to ignore, guys. Excellent. <laughs> there's been some like people getting new bikes. Paula Finlays now riding Specialized. Oh, I, I don't wow.
2: that that's not news. That came up on my YouTube feed. Um There you go. It it did. in he what, what's her husband's name again pat Lemute well they're no, not married eric lagerstrom. Oh, eric lagerstrom oh partner whatever so eric lagerstrom is does he do all of like the video and the shooting and production of that
4: Typically, yes. Um, for that particular video that you're referring to, they have like what they call the Slow Twitch Media Team, yeah. which is really just like another guy that was doing um, some filming for them as well. So,
2: Is that that group that you went up and helped out not too long ago? Uh, well, Eric maybe.
4: Eric is, yeah.
2: Okay. Anyway, I was watching them. I'm like, good Lord, that's some like, sharp-looking stuff right there. They did a, a really nice job. So.
4: Yeah, they did. Yeah, the that's really the slow twitch media team on that particular edit. But yeah, they did a really nice announcement of her, you know, picking up that specialized brand she was with Trek. So you know, I think she didn't trust the handlebars or something like that, <laughs> and then she's the uh, she's moved on to specialized. So see how that goes.
2: Cool. All right, our uh, topic for the day is going to be uh, Paige. Edwards, you are a topic. Have you ever been a topic before, Paige?
0: Um, I don't think so.
2: (laughs) Well, more than anything, we want to talk to you about your your past and what kind of got you into racing. I'm curious because we want more women doing exactly what you're doing it doesn't have to necessarily be mountain biking but just could be bike racing in general or just riding bikes in general and we've just got some questions for you but before that i'd like to get a little bit more of a like a background on you so that we can know a little bit more about who you are um how did you get into riding bikes and and racing mountain bikes
0: um my dad has always been the start for everything with biking Um, yeah he's a great rider. Uh um, great mountain biker. And he took me out, you know, when my family was on vacation in Sun River Uh and there was a bunch of boys riding up a hill and they couldn't make it. And they started walking and I was 11 and I just started like pedaling past them. (laughs) He was like, yo, I'm going to get paid a bike. And then he started taking me into races. And that was it. Since I was 11, I've just loved racing.
2: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Hey, your dad's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know his his name. Mm-hmm. I knew Camus Phantom. Camus, so I don't know Camus if Camus Phantom that's his Strava profile. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm outing him right now we if he did. wants to, but it, I guess it's over now. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was really hyped about it like a couple years ago, so maybe yeah. everyone knows now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> <I don't
2: know. laughs> he and I traded a couple segments, and if it was anything like uber technical, he just like would blow my doors off. Like I'd go out and like I take a KO from him, and like a day or two later, it's like gone, and it's not just gone; it's like dude, I can't, you just put like <laughs> 15 <laughs> 20 seconds into me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that that's yours. And then like I would try and go get stuff from him that was maybe like you know, I got to put down big watts and go climb and that kind of stuff. So we traded stuff, went back and forth, and there was some fun little banter. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, like, kind of disappeared and wasn't on the old uh, Strava for a little while there. And he he learned or found out that I had gotten hit by the car. Yeah. And he went out of his way to, like, track down my phone number. And he sent me a text wishing me well and, like, kind of making the connection as to who Cam's Phantom was. And I just thought that was like the coolest thing. Your dad is a he's a rock star. He's just a super, super cool guy. And yeah. like once you get to know him, he's just like salt of the earth kind of guy, just super cool. So it doesn't surprise me for one second that he's the one that got you into riding and racing bikes. So
0: Yeah. He's always like Writing is therapy for my soul. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> me too. So, um, the, uh,
2: the other question I was going to have is, like, just tell us a little bit about where you're at right now. What's your current station in the whole bike racing game?
0: So, this would be my first year of U23, which, for those who don't know, is 19 to 23 in the pro circuit. So... Um, I am focusing on the Pro XCTs in the USA, and um, I have no idea how I'm going to do, honestly, but I'm really excited to do it, because it's a whole lot different than the junior stuff. So so. the last
3: few years, you've been racing junior elites?
0: Yeah, so it goes like 15, 16, 17, 18. Okay. I'm 18, but since my birthday, like I turned 19. You turned
3: 19 this year, so you race as a 19-year-old.
0: Yeah, but I'm a senior in high school, so. Okay. Yeah. So pretty exciting (laughs) cool (laughs) so
2: going back um tell us a little bit about some of the big races that you've been in and and some of the races that you've done pretty well in
0: well um i think i mean i did not well but it was one of my favorite races was missoula montana in um 2019 and um what happened was i flew off that wood bridge that everyone crashes on and uh (laughs) it was like a 12 foot thing
3: this is a (laughs) mountain bike Cross country race, yeah, one, Is one that of the right? Pro XCTs, Pro so like XCTs, a, a okay,
0: UCI race. Okay, and I was with the seventeen, eighteen group, and I was really new at racing at that level. I still technically am, um, but so anyway, I, I flew off the bridge and I crashed and I like bent my handlebars and <laughs> concussed myself. But I I got back up and I finished the race. And I got that one UCI point, and that gave me a good starting position at Nationals in 2019, which ended up getting me 20th at Nationals out of, like, 65 people. Holy cow. So, like, if you get those UCI points, you can have a chance. It it, it helps a little bit. Yeah, so, like, one UCI point, like, destroys all USAC points. So, after getting that, I was able to, like, do well. So that was cool. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> so that was I my favorite it. because I like got back up after I was hurt. So, yeah. That's my favorite race. Cool.
2: <laughs> are you still the reigning Obra cross country champion because there was no racing last year?
0: Um, I don't know, but probably. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I couldn't say cuz I didn't go to a lot of them, but
2: but you went to the state championship mountain bike race and you won. Yes. Great. Yes. So, so, you get yourself a little state championship jersey. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> was that the one that was at um
0: Was, was it,
3: it was it the vineyard in yes. the valley? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. I think I was there. I I led I paced Surratt for like three laps so that he could smoke me on the last two. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. So going forward, you're going to be heading off to college in the fall. Mm -hmm. Where are you off to and what's going on there?
0: So I'm deciding between Brevard College in North Carolina and Fort Lewis in Durango, Colorado. And um, they're both really great programs. And I'm visiting Brevard over President's Day weekend. So that'll help me make up my mind because I... I'm pretty between the two at the moment and um you know I can't I can't decide to move to North Carolina um if I haven't been there sure so that's what I got to do first <laughs>
2: I think you've got some good connections there and you've got some good opportunities and some some stuff that you could definitely pursue but oh my gosh passing on Colorado for a mountain biker is tough <laughs> I know
0: I, I did a, a training camp there yeah before nationals in 2019 and it was amazing yeah and I was like this is where I want but, <laughs> but the tra- there's other options that are really good. Was the
3: training camp in Durango, or was it over in? It was in Durango. It was in Durango at, Fort Louis at Fort Lewis College. Fort Lewis.
0: So it was kind of like you know they're looking for kids. That
3: school has some history and has produced some hitters. Yes. So I'm, and Durango itself. And Durango, you, you know, you so know the kind of people that live in Durango. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cyclists that live in Durango, yeah. especially the mountain bikers, mm-hmm. it's they have a they have a Tuesday night worlds. Um, Ride that is, you can't. I mean, I mean, Tinker Ware shows up and I raced against Tinker once. Yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's, it's nuts. Plus, I think Payson McKelvin lives there. Yeah. Yeah. He lives and trains there
2: and he's a hitter anyway. Going back to that though, it was a 24, no, it was not a 24 hour race. It was a 12 hour race. I was on a team and Tinker was racing solo. Tinker beat us. (laughs) Racing solo. (laughs) Yes. So. Anyhow, um, cool. So for this year, it's kind of a a funky year for bike racing for obvious reasons. Um, what are some of the races though that you have on your calendar that you're looking forward to potentially, (laughs)
0: um, potentially Puerto Rico, but it's like literally like tentative to happen. It's a UCI race in Puerto Rico. Um, So
3: there'll be a UCI race. There'll be elite women and U23 women. You're hoping to do the U23 race in Puerto Rico. When's that supposed to be?
0: Um, at the end of March. Okay. Um, there was supposed to be one in February, I'm fairly certain, but it didn't happen. And then uh, there's the Cactus Cup in Arizona, which isn't a Pro XCT, but it's a pretty big event. And that's like guaranteed to happen. So if Puerto Rico doesn't, then it'd be great to go down there. I
3: think they, they still pulled that race off last year when yeah. the pandemic was just starting. I think the Cactus Cup is right around Scottsdale, Tempe. It it's is right in,
0: in the Phoenix
2: Scottsdale. area. It's in Scottsdale.
3: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. McDowell Ranch, if I recall.
0: I'd love to go get some sun.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, I've asked you a bunch of questions. Matt and Lance, do you guys have some questions for Paige? Matt?
4: Sure.
0: Yeah.
4: Um, I haven't heard what bike you ride. Like, what What do you like to... What's on your bike?
0: Um, it's an what S-Works. brand? What? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm an Start ambassador for Specialized hard. right now. Okay. Um, it's an S-Works Epic um, 2020 and i'm also an ambassador for SRAM, so you know axis all that stuff's on there it's really pretty <laughs> I, <laughs> love bike. Bike. Yep. I love that bike i love that bike so much is
4: a baby blue kind of color or is...
0: uh no it's remember. it's like this um purple but it's got like reflective material on it so it, nice. it looks different colors in different light <laughs>
3: so the the epic is like it's a cross country mountain bike Yes, like it, full suspension. Yes, does it is it one that has a brain in it? Yes, it does. Yes, that it kind of um, changes suspension during the ride for the needs. Isn't that correct? Something like that. Mm-hmm.
0: But you can change it with a dial on the on the top. But um, you can
3: manually change it, or you can turn like the sensitivity of the brain up.
0: That's what it is. Okay, yeah. So you can turn the sensitivity up and down, and. It reacts to the things your bike hits. Okay. So it causes things to release, which allow the suspension to work more or less. Gotcha. Based on what you're doing. So
3: I know, I know that bike looks kind of amazing.
0: It is amazing. <laughs> I love it.
3: Lance, you
2: got any questions for her?
0: Um,
3: Tell me about one of your other favorite races other than Missoula, Montana.
0: Um, well... I Tem- went to Temecula last year, last March. That's why
2: I raced against Tinker, by the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we didn't get to have our cross country race because it was cancelled. But the day before that we had short track and I was really happy with how I did because I had no idea how I was going to do yeah. and I got twelfth, which was you know, it was it was it was pretty cool because everyone was so close together and I was able to hang with the top people nice. who race in Europe and things for most of it, and then I fell back a little, and felt really good about that.
3: It, so. Does it work kind of the same way they they do the short track race the day before, and kind of your finished position in the <clears throat> short track race determines where you are in the start grid for the UCI race? Is that yes. how it works?
0: Um, it, it's different sometimes. It depends on the category of the UCI race. There's three categories, like category one UCI race, like everyone gets points. Two, it goes like a certain number deep, and then okay. category three is... Five deep. So um I'm assuming it would have affected where I started the next day, but we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool.
3: What what do you what was like your coming out race? Like I, I don't know, like how old were you when you actually did a race where you thought, Oh my gosh, I'm actually good at this and as much as that hurt, I want to do this again.
0: Um I think being like 12 and 13 and you know there's not a lot of competition around here and oh 14 too like in middle school yeah I did Washington Student Cycling League which is a great program it's in like northern Washington and they have like tons of kids that do it and for me like being there and feeling like untouchable like they put me like I started in the middle school group and like, nobody could touch me, and then they moved move me up to JV, and then nobody could touch me, and they put me in varsity, and then I would win that, and it was just, like, you know. Like, when you get a real taste for, like, winning is, like, an amazing feeling for me, because I love competing. It's, like, the reason why I train is to race. Yeah. So, like, I love riding my bike, but racing for me is, like, all I want to do. It's crazy.
3: It's a pretty unique skill to hurt as much as it takes on the bike, mm-hmm. and then still be happy with that. Honestly. To, yeah, to, to like be, okay, I know this is going to hurt. I know I'm going to have to go deep, but this is what I'm going to have to do if I'm going to place well, if I'm going to win this race. That, that's, that's not something you can really teach. Yeah. It's kind of innate and born in kids. And
0: Yeah, you have to love pain to do cross country. Yeah. I've never really done a lot of other disciplines, but I'm assuming it's the same way. Um, but like yesterday, like, um, like I mentioned earlier to you guys, like my back was just killing me. And, um, when I was racing and this is a really funny thought, but when I was racing, I was thinking about how like pain is completely temporary, which is really cool. And I was thinking about the fact that there's probably literally billions of other people that are in physical pain at the same moment as me. Yeah. And I was like, for some reason that was comforting and I just seemed to like, not think about it anymore. And it's huh. something you can kind of just like let go of. You can like train yourself to like let go of things when you're like sustaining it, I feel like. Uh-huh. So I just I just found that to be something I was thinking about like a, during the whole race. It's
2: a weird paradox to think about. Like how much pain you're actually in and then how you're able to suppress that. And yeah. then how you're able to do that for such a long period of time. So you raced for what, two hours yesterday? Yeah. And you're probably in pain for most of that, but your, your body just almost like disconnects from your brain because you're just in that, that race mode. And it's crazy how two hours does not feel like two hours. Like if I were to sit you down on the couch and like, I don't know, inflict pain on you somehow, some way, you're going to be like, I'm going to like shoot you in the head after like five minutes, but you're on your mountain bike doing this for two hours. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's pretty special to like, when you figure out how to like, let go of something like that and then just actually not even like let go of it, just fully enjoy what you're doing. Sure. So I don't know. I was having so much fun because I was just, I'm so thankful to be racing right now, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So you mentioned that you haven't done many other disciplines. Have you ever done any other kinds of bike racing? Have you touched cyclocross or gravel or a road race or a time trial?
0: Um, I've done well. I guess it's not different, but I've done short track at PIR since I was like ten or whatever. Yeah, the Portland
2: so. International Raceway short track is a lot of fun. Yeah, so. I
0: love doing that. Yeah, yeah. You'll and if, um,
2: if we have it again this year, you'll be out there, correct? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: uh, like I guess it was two years ago now, which is crazy because yeah. last summer didn't happen. It didn't happen. But um, I was doing cat one women. And there was just this amazing woman named Laura who's, you know, like way more than twice my age and just killing me. Yeah. And um, she had like a son who's my age and <laughs> <laughs> she was this crazy fast. So I was, I was doing cat one open and I was just always chasing her and yeah. it was like great. How much of a
2: smile does it put on your face to think that you can be that competitive? Yeah for a whole nother lifetime, right?
0: It's crazy. (laughs) I think that's one of the best things about cycling is that it's an ageless sport. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: even when you start to get up there in age a little bit, it's not like it's over. You know, there's just more people that are racing that are at your ability level. And, you know, maybe you're not going to be mixing it up with the 20 year olds anymore, but my God, there are some fast 40 and 50 year olds out there and you're still going to go out there and and have that edge. And you're still going to go out there and have a blast doing it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be fast not having to necessarily keep up with those young bucks just as much, but there are still people that are in their fifties right. that are racing in the elites. I mean, Lance, I'm sure can list off a, a good half dozen people here that he races against that are, you know, racing against him in the masters that'll jump over into the, uh, the elite class and, you know, do really well. Jonathan Myers from team S and
3: M. Yep. He's 54 and, or f-
2: I think he's 54. 50 he's something. St-
3: he still <laughs> races elites and I cannot cool. yeah. hang with him. There's
2: a, there's a Paul, Paul here. Paul Paul Borsier, yep. Yep. And then there's there's probably, who's the. Um, Bart Bowen. Mark Bowen, okay. Bart Bowen. Oh, Bart Bowen, okay. He's from um
3: Bend area,
2: yep. Who's the other uh, Big Bend guy that does all the cyclocross? They had the, the, the GP series named after him not too long ago. Carl Decker? Yes. I don't know why that was drawn a blank on that. He's up there in his 50s, isn't he? No, he's 40. 40- Five? Oh, so he's my age <laughs>
3: he's 45 but still he, he's still a professional he still has a pro track yes. he still races for a giant off-road team
0: that's moral cool. of the story
2: is you've got a lot of years ahead of you
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's the thing is like annika langvat or Longvat or whatever she yeah d- she didn't even start until she was like out of college in her 20s wow and she's like multiple time world champion so yeah. it's really cool that way
2: so what other disciplines do you want to try out
0: um i want to try road i could do more enduro i could do more cyclocross i just feel like i could do any of them but um, i think you would
2: do really well at cyclocross you've got (gasps) those bike handling skills and you've got the motor to boot i think that you would do really well
0: i think so i just like i've done it here and there like locally yeah but um if i trained for it yeah then i think i could do well and i'm
2: curious to see how you do on the road
0: I, I think I would do all right after I trained for it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different
2: motor. It's a different beast than training for mountain bike, but yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Cool. So.
2: Matt, do you have any other questions for Paige?
4: Um, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about like tire choices or, Ooh, um, yeah. you know, um, we we talk about on this podcast a fair amount about cush cores and things like that. I don't know if there's any, you know, gear or anything else that you want to talk about or, or mention.
2: So mm-hmm. let's talk about your setup. We talked about your bike already. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, what kind of wheels are you running? What kind of you know tires are you running? What are, What are some of the other little nuances that people might be going? Oh, wow, she's doing this whole like you know elite you know, pro thing. She's riding a super nice mountain bike. Tell us about some of the choices that you make in terms of like your drivetrain and the the wheels and tire selections. And are you running tire inserts, mm. that kind of stuff? What do you got going on?
0: So, um, I'm a small frame and I've got the brain and the axis stuff. And, um, I love specialized ground control tires for where I live. And then like when I'm down in, um, you know, Southmore and like drier areas, the yeah. fast tracks are great, like really lightweight racing tires in like Utah and that area is good okay. for those. Um, I usually run like pretty high tire pressure for mountain biking, probably like 28 in the back and 26 in the front. Why is that? Um, I really like like a firmer feel. I, I grew up riding a hardtail, uh huh. So, um, it was actually pretty weird for me, like. Mountain biking on a full suspension at first. Interesting. When I I first started, I because my dad is like, you know, if you can ride this, then you can ride ride anything, like a huffy. So like, (laughs) well, it's true. It's very true. But
2: at the in the same breath, I'm curious if you were to play with the tire pressures, if you could find yourself finding a little bit more confidence in the corners with a little bit more traction control. Hmm. do you think that there's something to that or do you think you're just like for life that's where you're going to be at
0: well i just love to sprint when mountain biking too yeah. and if i feel like there's something that's like pulling me down like a bike that's too heavy or you got too much stuff on it then i just i like, can
2: see where are coming out from there for sure Yeah. yeah. Like it does it, make you feel a little bit sluggish in, in some of those situations because there's energy transfer that's you're losing in the tires
0: yeah like once you're used to a rigid bike and you get on something squishy yeah. it's like i am losing like half of my effort when yeah. i'm Yeah.
2: How does that rear suspension on that bike lockout? Is it pretty good to give you that nice firm feel?
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think it's, it does the job. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so last year, maybe the year before you want to tell us about the team that you're riding for.
0: Uh, Relair? Yeah. Yeah. Um, is a great program. Yeah.
2: So tell us about that experience. I mean, that must've been pretty cool for you to go like rub elbows with some pretty high level racers.
0: Yeah. It was a great experience. I only wish I had had the 2020 season so that like, I could have got to know them all better. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I got on that team through Kelsey urban, who's a pro racer. Uh-huh. Um, she is really cool. it's basically like, I give her all the credit for like introducing me to those people Um, and then Bryson Perry runs that team. He's a super great guy. Awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, it was really cool getting to be with kids my age who are doing what I do because I had truly never experienced that before. Yeah. Um, at all. Gotcha.
2: Okay. So moving forward, you're going to do some racing with what team? Dialed. Dialed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is it about the dialed team that you are attracted to?
0: Um, probably the friendly aspect of everything and how everyone is just so open and chill and like, um, the community type aspect, I think
2: we are super stoked to have you. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for you to come race with us because there's just fantastic people, but there are some, um, you know, younger kids, some girls, especially on the team who I think are, you're going to have a a big impression on. So that's leading into my next question. What is your thought process about like mentoring, like future kids, like the youth that are out there that are maybe thinking about, Hey, I want to get into this bike racing stuff, or maybe they're already a part of the bike racing stuff. How can you help those kids, especially girls really fall in love with the sport? And what is it that you think you can impart on them to make it a, a lifelong decision?
0: um, I think that to, like creating a place for young kids to go that makes them like not have to do it all by themselves yeah. is key because you have to have like a real drive to do everything alone. Like I like I've done that, and um, if I could have changed that, I would. But I think it'd be really amazing to change that for people in the future. Like, sure. Um, that little girl that I met on the group ride. Whitney Hayden. Yes. <laughs> yes. She, <laughs> is she, like, inspired it's, it's just, like, inspiring to me to see a young girl yes. like that. And yeah. I,
2: I can't wait for you to see her for the first time. I, no, I, was... I
0: saw her on the women's ride and me and well, Maddie we intro- we asked to like ride <laughs> yeah. but I want you to
2: see her skills when she's riding off road and the stuff that she's already doing she's only nine years old
0: that is so great like I, I learned to ride a bike when I was like 11 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I mean she's out
2: hitting jumps and she's doing big drops and, and her dad's like she can kind of she keeps up with me on the climbs and then wow the, the descents she's right there he, she's like she can hang with all of the adults they'll go out to sandy ridge and she's hanging with all the adults on the expert courses
0: watch her like destroy me at <laughs> nine
2: I, I, I think it would be fantastic so uh,
0: i'd love to ride with her and yeah. maddie because because she um she heard about maddie and she was like oh yeah you're such a big inspiration to me and it was like the <laughs> cutest thing ever yeah. yeah and it's
2: honest and sincere with her she like she looks up to you guys mm-hmm. like like it's nobody's business and it's going to be awesome to watch you guys all kind of click. Yes. It'll be fun to see you all out there at short track for sure. Cause that yes. was the first place that I'd ever seen Whitney. And I, I was just telling the story this past weekend. As a matter of fact, Lance, I think was a party to this conversation. Yep, She was out there. She was doing the, the kids cat one race. It was the, it was just a one lap race, I think for the kids. Cause she was at the time, this was two years ago. So she was seven and she's out there And she's with everybody, all the boys, all the girls. They blew the whistle and off they went. And she's sprinting up there with the boys and dropped all of the girls. I'm like, oh, look at that little girl going. And then I'm watching them come around off the back end. I'm like, oh, wait a second. She's still up there with them. And then like on the the track, she's right there and they're dropping people, dropping people. And then they came around to the finish line. She outsprinted the boys and won. Wow. (laughs) At seven years old. And turned herself inside out so much so that she, like, her, her parents were staged up right there by the finish line. And they had, like, a nice little picnic blanket. She she went over there, and she just basically, like, yard-celled right on the, that blanket. And, like, was on her back, like, like wheezing and, and just, like, sucking wind. Uh-huh. She turned herself inside out. That's how competitive she was at seven. And she's only gotten faster, and she's only more competitive now. So she's going to be a fun one to watch. So
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah.
2: I can't wait for you to ride with her. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So – um Going back to the whole like mentoring thing, uh, how, how can we inspire more young girls to come out and try this whole bike racing thing? It doesn't matter what discipline, what are some things that, that really would connect with you and, or that connected with you other than your dad? Cause your dad obviously is your biggest inspiration to go out there and bike race, but what are some other things that really resonated with you so that, you know, that that put you where you're at now? Is is there anything that you can put your finger on or anything that you can think of? I know this me kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but
0: off the top of my head right now hearing what you just said about Whitney yeah it reminds me of myself at a young age like being so competitive at a very young age and like athletic if you like if we anyone if there's a girl a young girl that appears to be very competitive and talented that needs to be like fostered oh absolutely and like like encouraged because I feel you know you know, it's it just like something that tends to die off with with girls, mm-hmm. and it it needs to be something that is like awesome. Yeah, I think because I felt like a little bit of an alien as a little kid. <laughs> like I would always like run around with boys. Yeah. and you know, like chase boy, like you know, just like That's be super perfectly
2: like, 100% a hundred percent right to be <laughs> tomboy. I mean, yeah, I, don't know I was if there's more like politically that. correct term than to to use them yeah. in this day and age. But you yeah. know, it's I was uh, like that. Yeah. yeah,
0: so yeah, I think that like. It's good like if if a girl sees someone else like her that's older, yeah, yeah,
2: I think a lot of girls um are would be fantastic cyclists, but yeah. they they gravitate to the other sports just because that's the way most kids are. They just naturally yeah. gravitate towards your staple sports, and it's because they don't know any better, and a lot of times they don't get into the bike racing thing simply because their parents aren't doing it and they don't know any better Mm -hmm. it's the parents who are falling in love with the sport of cycling that will want to uh, bring their kids around it and then they're ones that are going to be like hey this is awesome and then you know hopefully you know those girls are going out there and telling their friends hey you should come try out this other thing that you know forget about this whole soccer thing you've been sitting on the bench come out and (laughs) race bikes with me so yeah and huh. it's unfortunate that a lot of women don't find it until they're in their mid to late 20s because they're coming off like an ACL terror from playing soccer or basketball or something like that. And their doctor told them, hey, go ride a bike to get yourself in shape. And uh, next thing you know, they're out there crushing it. And you, it's funny because you'll ride up in a group. You look down at one of the knees, you'll see the scar. And like, <laughs> you were a former soccer player, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then they, this is the story. It's like, I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. Hey, so, guys,
0: if you want to do something that's not bad for your body, come ride your bike. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get hit by things. Yeah. <laughs> Basically.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Lance, you got any other questions for? Paige,
3: what are your hopes and dreams and goals and dreams. in this sport? Yeah. What are your aspirations? What are you hoping to get to?
0: Okay. Well, my biggest goal that is like the most achievable. Valid thing is I just want to see how far I can take myself athletically in my life Okay, like I need like I have like a really strong desire to Max out all my potential and I feel like i'm not even close to that yet because I haven't got I haven't had a lot of opportunity to really test myself. Yeah And improve like dramatically. Yeah, so that's what I want and I feel like that will take me wherever I am supposed to be so whether that's world cup stuff like, you know championship type things or you know maybe i could be an awesome coach like i i just i feel that if i completely find my limit then i will be satisfied okay so if i don't then i'm going to keep going until i find it so
2: well, we all know that you're going to be a professional mountain biker making millions, millions of dollars. You're never going to work a normal <laughs> job and you're just oh, going to make yeah. us all look crazy. That's, that's it. But <laughs> if that doesn't work out for some other reason. Nothing else. What else would There's you want no to be? There's no other option. <laughs>
0: what else? Um, I'm really interested in psychology, anything in like the mental health field Ooh. type thing. Yeah. Um, I love writing. I could write for anything. I love the bike industry too. Like Everyone I've met is honestly awesome it's like, pretty cool in, in the work, bike industry. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be a great place to work.
2: Lance, did you see her taking all those notes on us before on the podcast? Us, yeah. yeah, now it oh, all yeah. makes sense. She, she was like psychoanalyzing Who are I was
0: you guys. Like, <laughs> has crazy
2: mustache <laughs> right? beating head against the wall because he's <laughs> mad at technology. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she
3: that's all she saw beforehand. <laughs>
2: Oh uh, well, that's cool. Um, the whole psychology thing. If you ever uh, want a resource, I know. I know somebody. I know oh. somebody with a, a PhD and a, a master's and has been actively working in that field for many, many years. Wow, and that's my wife. A. You rode with her. Oh. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So I get psychoanalyzed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got always change it up. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably watching right now. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Uh, so aspirations
3: oh, for UCI World Cup potentially. Have you thought about the Olympics? Is that a possibility? Because they have XCO in the Olympics.
0: Uh huh. That would be sweet. It would be sweet, wouldn't it? Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um,
3: uh, it's a long road, I guess, to get there. And yes. they they only take three or four people, or I guess it depends on UCI points too, doesn't it?
0: Um, I'm pretty sure you have to do like a lot of things in europe and blankety blank to yeah, get yeah. selected to for get the selected olympic team yeah. and uh even then you have to get selected to go to worlds right in the u.s succeed here succeed yeah. there yeah. then maybe then get picked you get to go
3: but you don't have goals if you don't have big goals then uh... i do have big goals <laughs>
0: My goals encompass everything it's if my max potential is Olympic champion, then that's what it'll there be. We go. but if it's not, then i'll be <laughs> how do you super go about your <laughs> how do you go about your goal setting
2: that's uh now oh. that you you bring that up that's uh that's something that's kind of it's that time of year still kind of mm-hmm. um and you know we we look at goals for the year, but you you're kind of a more big picture person if, by listening to you so how have you come about these goals
0: um how have I come about the goals I already said? Yeah. Um, I think that that's just always been my desire is to push my athletic limits. Sure. So I think that's where that comes from. It's kind of just something about me as a person. Um, But for, like, normal goals, I like to focus on really small things. You know, like something about my positioning on the bike. Sure. Like, one thing was that I used to, like, like it's just a random small thing. I used to, like, point my toes when I was pedaling. And that was Uh just, like, stealing power from me. And I had to, like... A little bit. Like, every day I'd Mm. focus on, like, strengthening that and keeping my feet flat, And then eventually, you know, it's a habit, and I'm perfect at it. And then, like, it's just really small things like that that add up. Gotcha. Um, I think for me, like, time management, it would be a big goal. Yeah. (laughs) Always. (laughs) Not really that type of, like, schedule-strict person. So, being, like, trying to be a professional athlete and not being really into scheduling out my life um, is kind of, like, a different balance than most people sorry about that (laughs) taking her to microphone school (laughs) was i like going like this the whole time you're fine oops you're doing awesome page oops
2: cool anything else matt
4: yeah a couple questions bring it you mentioned like psychology potentially writing Uh, when you get to college what are you thinking about studying like what's the what's the plan of attack do you have any ideas
0: um, basically I'm pretty undecided in that area, but I know once I'm interested in something, I usually, I'm like pretty passionate about it. So I think that I'll get locked into something once I'm there. Find something, mm-hmm. dive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't mm. want to say now. I just want to explore, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Awesome. Lance, anything else?
3: I'm just super impressed with Paige. She's always impressed me. I was able to race with her last year at, uh, Sister Stampede.
0: The one this last year? Yeah. Or in...
2: 2020.
3: Yeah. You, you actually guys parked right next to me. Oh. You probably don't remember.
0: Okay. I, I, was, I was like, 2019 was really good for me. 2020, I was like, fried.
3: It was the, we did it time trial style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your dad parked right next to me and he's like, hey. And I, and I figured out quickly, oh, this is Paige and Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know who both of you are. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was just the idiot with the, Orange kit with the dumb mustache, but <laughs> that's not anything new. But I was just really impressed that day with um your preparation for the race, your warm-up routine. You mm-hmm. actually like did it right, and I'm like, who is this 17 year old girl actually warming up properly for this mm-hmm. race? And I, I, I was impressed.
0: Oh, thank you. So, yeah, Natasha beat me that day. Shout out Natasha. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's great. She was one of your teammates um no no okay she was in bend endurance academy okay yeah, and i don't live near bend yeah so <laughs>
2: is the bend endurance county are they still around or are they still a, a thing or did they kind of fold fold up shop
0: i'm pretty sure they're not a thing but i could be wrong okay i wouldn't be the one to ask <laughs>
2: Huh. Yeah, yeah they've uh, they've put out some good kids. So if they uh, if they're not around doing their thing anymore, that would be really unfortunate. Because yeah. yeah, isn't that where Ian? Yeah, was okay. he was, was. been in nearest cabin. He writes for Speedwagon. Speedwagon, yeah. yeah. He'll get picked up. Um, yeah, on a bigger team <laughs> eventually. That kid is something else. So cool. I'm gonna um, ask you a, a quick question here. Mm. We're say hypothetically doing well. Let me just ask you this question. You pick the race. Is there a race that you can take your dad?
0: A race that I can take my dad? Yeah, a it course or a, a race or I something. I have taken my dad. Oh, races.
2: you have?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, my dad has sustained some really serious injuries. Yeah. But if he hadn't, I think that he would still be taking me probably okay but there's been races where he started before me and i've passed him really but yeah but he's also riding his big fat scott genius in a cross-country <laughs> course it's like you're trying to he's riding a that. downhill bike it's like a it's, it's like an enduro bike, bike. All mountain yeah yeah
2: was there a little smack exchanged when you blew by your dad
0: i was just like ha <laughs> <laughs> and
2: what was the response
0: <laughs> go bitch oh,
2: okay <laughs> he's supportive he yeah snuck. yeah but, that's that's fun mm-hmm what was the, what was your first um, – the first time that you ever passed your dad in a race, what was that feeling like inside for you? Um, I mean, he's got to be your hero.
0: I mean, with biking, yeah, he is definitely. But um, I don't know. I was pretty proud of myself because I didn't think it was going to happen, actually. He was yeah. like, you're going to pass me. I am in such bad shape. And I was like, no, that's <laughs> not possible. Because, you know, on technical stuff and downhill, yeah. he's way better than me.
2: Oh, your dad's insane.
0: He's, he's really good. Yeah. And he won't really admit it. Uh, but he is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he reminds me a little bit of uh, Dr. Hannell, Just a touch. He's got a little bit of that, that same like vibe about him. So right. uh, those two would be fun to, to yeah, get together in a be. ride. And we would all get ribbed really hard. <laughs>
0: his style is cool to watch. Because I get to like watch him. He goes in front of me a lot. And I yeah. like, watch his lines and what he does. Oh, it's yeah. like, I didn't even think about that
2: yeah I've I've had plenty of experience with that and it's usually the guys that have had a ton of motocross experience does your dad come from a motocross background and that's where he gets it from
0: yeah and like a Dang little it. kid in the 80s like the yeah you'd get, exactly. like run over and then they just pick you up and <laughs> stick you back on it and then you would be like yeah <laughs>
2: It's like the Hamnus brothers. Like Terry Hamnus is a perfect example. I remember the first time riding behind him, I was just like in awe with like how he throws the bike around, how he handles the bike. I mean, he's going around corners like just really tight switchback turns on like a pretty steep downhill, riding on his front wheel like it's a freaking unicycle, and the back <laughs> tires just like whipping around them. And I'm like, how did you just do that? What? Huh? What? <laughs> it yeah. was just kind of nuts. So it's uh, it's fun to ride with those people because you can pick some uh, some cool tips up from them.
0: Yeah. He started like, he told me when he really got better is when he started reading about positioning on bikes. Like he started really studying it. Uh And then he's like, I was going slower, but I was smoother and I'd get like 30 seconds faster.
3: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Less effort, but faster. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And then like, I don't know, he has like a way different style than me. Like he, he'd be like, you need to do this and this, but I think that like mine is just different. Like everybody's a little bit different. I don't really know. Like cuz like when we try to when he tries to teach me things, sometimes it doesn't always like like I'll be like he's like no, not that. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like I don't know.
2: <laughs> so you've got a a pretty good resume. Mm-hmm. You want to potentially maybe someday maybe do a little coaching. You want to work with kids. Yeah. You've got you've got skills, all right? <laughs> what are like a couple things that you can toss away, some nuggets of things that, that were kind of like aha moments for you that somebody taught you or some like words of wisdom or some things that you can think about when you're on the bike. What are some of those things that you can give us right now or the listeners to say, all right, next time you're a bike, think about this or work on that. Do you have any like next, little tips?
0: Uh, like little tips? Tips,
2: tricks, anything like that that really pay big dividends that a lot of people just don't think about?
0: I think that if you're like an aspiring professional cyclist, um, this is something my coach... Elaine said to me um she told me when I was like a freshman in high school if you're gonna be good you're gonna be good so don't worry about the small things and I think that's something I have come back to every time I've thought about anything too much is just like if you're gonna be good you're gonna be good because that's the way this industry works that's true. Yeah.
2: Mean, yeah. Physiologically speaking, you've yeah. got a certain set of genetics that will predispose you to being good or <laughs> say, yeah. uh, maybe want to just stick to the that cat five stuff there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I mean, like... I, that's really specific to like me, but yeah. like that's just something that always eases my mind.
2: I was really yeah. hoping that you're going to tell me just to change my seat position by like <laughs> two millimeters, and all of a sudden my FTP goes up by twenty watts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. Uh, probably not. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Drop a post will make you faster.
0: I mean, I've I focused yeah. a lot on my pedal stroke, which is something everyone can do. Yeah, but um, because you know, I used to just this is like more technical instead of just that random junk. No, that's like, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Throw it. <laughs> like so uh, you know I always used to just push really hard. Um, just mash. Push really hard down. Uh-huh. And cuz you know I've always been like naturally strong and that was just something that was good for me like I tried sure. to put. And then like when my when she started working me with me on like you know getting this smooth rotation and she would have me focus on each area of the circle of the pedal stroke to like you know Think about putting the most effort into this, and then this part, and then this part, this part, etc. Yeah, until it's like you feel very smooth, and then like you're so much more relaxed, but you're going much faster. Yeah, yeah.
2: Those efficiencies do pay off. Yeah. And also, really-
0: get your bike fit yeah. because I got tendinitis in my hamstrings from riding an unfit bike, and that took like months to recover from, like a couple years ago. So <laughs> when
2: you got your bike fit and you had those issues, what were some of the changes that they made to your bike?
0: Um, you know, just like everything, it was just not, it was just like, you know, I got it and then I started riding it all the time. Sure. Like it was just like, made very specific to my body. So that's what everyone's will be for them. So, gotcha. but I, I always like a longer stem. So I'm like a little farther forward. Sure. Kind of like a more aggressive race position. Uh huh. Whereas like if you're on a, like a big squishy bike, you're kind of up like this, but then if you're. Racing you're down farther. Yeah. So yeah. Catching
2: less wind, going faster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> all right, guys. Any other questions? Matt, you good? You got any more?
4: Paige, hey, do you wanna do you have any other sponsor or um anyone that's supported you that you want to mention to the, the listeners? Good
2: one.
0: Yeah. Um Fiona Schwartz from Specialized has been amazing to me. Uh she deals with USA USA ambassadors. She's an amazing person. Um my coach Cypress, and my coach Elaine and um Rick Wilkes from Shram and John Dawson from Shram uh been like fundamental to everything that has happened to me. Um Kelsey Urban and Bryson and Summer Perry and then uh uh Kelly from Juliana and Greg Carpenter from Santa Cruz. Wow. So, yeah. It's a good list of people. Maybe yeah, just... I know, because they, I just, like everything that has happened to me is because of others being kind, honestly. Love it. So that's, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah.
3: Lance, do you have any questions for us?
2: That was mine. Dang oh. it. <laughs> mm. That's from both me and Lance. Well, and Matt, too. You got any questions for us?
0: Yeah. How do you find motivation when it's just a complete drag to train? <laughs> <laughs> because you guys are just, like, always on it, it seems like. Uh,
3: well, I don't know if we're always on it. <laughs> well, for me, it's, is different because I had a whole, I had a whole life and career before I actually got into bike racing. Mm-hmm. And so I spent all this time doing these other things. And so when I, now that I'm kind of into bike racing, like I've been able to have so much more time to focus on that. So it's, it's motivating for me to have specific goals within bike racing. Mm-hmm. So for me i mean i do all kinds of racing you know road and mountain bike and cyclocross and gravel but i find that my results are the best in cyclocross so my goals are okay i want a podium for a series in the 50 plus division cuz i'm an old man like your dad <laughs> except i'm younger <laughs> i'm uh, older i'm older than him yeah so my <laughs> <laughs> like 6 months so I, knowing that I have that goal it it helps me it helps me on days like yesterday where it's crappy out mm-hmm. and it's raining and I think okay I still know if I want to reach this goal even though it might not be until October or November I still need to be suffering now or be willing to do the work now or the things it's going to take so that I can do that mm-hmm. later on it's it's the idea of Delaying gratification, mm-hmm. being able to have a goal or a focus or something that's out in the future, and delaying because it's much nicer to lay on the couch and eat jelly beans and watch a movie. I'm gonna yeah. do that too occasionally, but <laughs> it's much nicer to do that than to go suffer on a gravel ride for four hours. Mm-hmm. It's it's more comfortable. You delay that gratification, knowing I'm I'm doing this
2: for the better good or something off in the future. Yeah, for me. <sighs> How I stick to it is, um, hey, I, I love what I do. I love it so much that I made a whole career change and, and kind of came up with this whole idea and, and built something around what I thought was fun. Mm-hmm. And I think other people think it's fun too, um which is why we've got a lot of people around us now. Yeah. But for me, it's just like, I, some days you feel like hot garbage, right? Yeah. So hence yesterday. But that's few and far between. It, it's those days that I can go back and just look at like, you know, even on Saturdays ride, I was out there with like two really good friends of mine and it was what, 42 degrees, pouring down rain. It was cold and, and rainy. We were covered in mud and we dirt. Were sweat. were It just it was, it was gross, but I had a blast. And, and it's that, I'm like, I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. And it's just having like-minded people around me that share that same passion and- Even if I if I'm in a bad mood, even if I'm you know tired or whatnot, it it doesn't. It can be anything. If I go out on a bike ride, I always feel better. Yeah. Except for if it's on Zwift on a Sunday when I don't (laughs) want to be doing it, I feel like hot garbage. So. (laughs) But uh, it's just that, and it's it's made me a better person, I think, and it it levels me out. I have fun with it. It's just like sometimes it could probably be a little bit too consuming, but at the end of the day, it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm hoping that it's um, helping other people have fun too.
4: Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How about you, Matt?
4: I would say, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast quite a bit. I think, you know, one thing is putting some sort of race. It doesn't have to be a race. It could be an FTP test. It could be something hard that's a little bit scary. Putting that on the calendar, uh, you know, having that in the back of your mind always is going to kind of inflict some sort of motivation, some sort of fire under your pants where you're like, oh, I got to I got to I can't skip that workout. I do need to go ahead and, and do it there's motivation there for sure. Um, another thing, you know, I'm lucky. I think that, you know, I have triathlon, you can switch off the bike and do some swimming, or you can go for a run and you can find motivation that way. Um, and then lastly, I would say, you know, don't underestimate a routine and just having a routine, like, you know, what am I going to do tomorrow night? I I'm going to do the team ride. That's a Tuesday night thing. It's just, I don't have to think about it and not thinking is sometimes good, right? Where you're just like, I don't, I don't have to worry about the work. I go do the team ride. It's Tuesday night. You know, I'm going to feel good or bad or whatever. I'm still going to go do it. Uh, And then kind of, I think a lot of times, probably for all of us, you know, 15, 20 minutes into the ride, you might feel different than you think you would have felt when you started. So yeah, yeah. I think that there's, you know, just some little things that way that, you know, aren't so bad developing that routine is tricky but once you have it you have it and then you know it's easier that way
2: mm-hmm. yep yeah it, i can't tell you how many times matt kind of just touched on this like i didn't want to go do a ride or especially like just like a swift workout even or sometimes even with the team it's just like six thirty on a tuesday night it's been a long day i may have been up since five o'clock in the morning i'm tired i'm still kind of maybe dragging a little from the weekend but you know what I've got my friends there and I know it's fun and I know that I can draw upon those past experiences and I get in there and it's always like five, 10 minutes into it. I'm like, I feel good. And then those are sometimes the days that you are the strongest. Mm -hmm. We'll have some of these, these workouts or these hot laps or these hot sections that we'll do. They're hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going hard and we're dying (laughs) and I'm enjoying the suffering and it's because misery loves company. We're out there having fun together. Yeah. So. And Matt also touched on, I think Matt's full of wisdom today. Um, he's got three different disciplines that he can draw upon. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can make any recommendation to you, um, I, I know you love your mountain bike like nothing else, but it's sometimes nice to have a different bike that you can use and jump on so that you can, um, you know, really just get out there and break the monotony of doing the same thing over and over again. So you've been riding your, your mountain bike a ton. It's sometimes fun to go jump on your road bike or your gravel bike mm-hmm. and just go do something different with different people and have a blast doing it yeah so
0: yeah I want to get on a road bike,
2: yep, we'll get you out there. It'll be fun, yes. so cool. <laughs> any other questions?
0: um, I think that's it cool me.
2: <laughs> I think we're gonna wrap this thing up and jump into one last thing, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to ask, Paige Bueller <laughs> Bueller. Bueller Bueller, I know that movie <laughs> 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 awesome, cool. uh, let's jump into one last thing. Let's go
3: um i'm gonna be out of town next week i'm headed to st george utah to yeah. hang out with my college buddies for the super bowl weekend so
2: yeah we were talking about the the podcast and wanting to have you on there and the potential guests that we're gonna have so we're maybe gonna have to juggle things around. maybe it'll be on a different day maybe i was thinking sunday but i'm like wait a second that's super bowl that's super bowl day yeah so we're not doing it then Although I won't be doing anything else anyway. But anyway, long story short, um, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it, but it might be on a Tuesday. You never know, unless you're going to be out in no man's land hiking there. No, too.
3: I, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to figure it out.
2: Yeah. Cool. Matt, one last thing.
3: Uh, today's the first day of Camus cross country,
2: you know, oh, wow.
4: the paper makers, best cross country team in the United States for sure. The world probably, um, as I'm going to mention in a video that's coming up. Uh, but I um, also have a couple of videos you know, coming out or that I posted recently if you guys want to check out. Uh, there's a Koros Pace 2 watch that I reviewed that's you know, an excellent watch. It's a, for the price, you're getting a lot of value from that watch. Um, and then Koros watches have just ridiculous battery life. Uh, And then I did another video um, that was more about, like, can you trust the product reviews that I've been doing lately? So uh, that's a fun one for sure. Um, And then, you know, a whole bunch more stuff coming as well. Like I said, you know, kind of a a workout video this week. And then a lot of heart rate monitor reviews coming up on the channel. So get out there. Check out those videos. I loved you know, your like uh, button or something.
3: I loved your "Can You Trust Me" video, Matt. Oh, that's
4: the one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> the um, the thumbnail is. Uh me with a watch <laughs> with like a roll of money, right? Like the, the watch is like wrapped in a roll of money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get that money. And I like, <laughs> I couldn't think I was like, man, I, I guess I just have to do like some sort of stupid portrait picture for this thumbnail. And then I was like, ooh, what if I put money in this wall? I don't know. And then we had to like find money because we don't have money in our house. So.
2: <laughs> you should have put a bunch of Monopoly money in there. That would have been a I, little bit of comedy yeah. there too.
4: <laughs> it was talked about. Monopoly money was definitely
2: talked about. Cool. Awesome. Um, Paige, you got one last thing for us?
0: One last thing? Yeah. Like anything?
2: Anything. It'd be whatever you want.
0: Okay. Uh, next weekend, I'll be racing again in Sammamish, Washington.
2: Sammamish.
0: Sammamish. <laughs> what race is that? It's another voodoo race. which is Soaring like
3: a, Eagle Park.
0: Yes. That one. And um, I'm excited. Races. I'm excited to do it. Just I'm really excited to be back in shape, like race shape. Like multiple weekends. Love it. Yes.
2: <laughs> awesome. Uh-huh. My one last thing is I'm going to yank somebody who's standing behind the camera just yeah. to, to, to poke his, his mug around and, and say hi to everybody. Why don't you come around real quick? Hold on. Oh, <laughs> hey, Evan. <laughs> what do you, Evan, why don't you say hi to everybody on Lance's microphone real quick? Say hi,
3: Evan. Hello, folks. How are we doing?
2: Good. Matt's still there. Yeah, he's still there. Mm-hmm. I'm here.
4: Bryce, still here. <laughs> hey, Matt. How are you doing? I did not run ten miles on Sunday. I did do something stupider. I went to the track and ran hard.
2: That's so. that, that. That's what I saw. Which I'm not sure which is dumber. We'll have to talk about which is dumber. But man, I know it's Lord. a real toss up. I think you might have done the dumber thing though. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I, I think, think my I money's think on that
4: being the dumber thing. Was that Kristen's run? Did she take your watch? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm that testing was my. A bet. Whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I called that. I was like, I bet Kristen took his watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She Actually, I made her wear two watches and multiple heart rate monitors. so
2: <laughs> That's fun. Evan had a, a, a physical therapy meeting that he couldn't get out of, so um, he just got back to the lab, and it's good seeing him. So, oh, yeah. And then uh, we did post up a, a new video on the Dialed Cycling YouTube page. Lance, you want to tell them about that real quick? Yeah, Jake and I
3: made a ridiculous video about uh, are you a stravidiot?
2: Yes, yes, Which I means,
3: am. <laughs> do you do stupid things on Strava to try to get KOMs? And we go yeah. over uh, eight or nine different things that you can do or not do to
2: get uh, KOMs. Yeah, there were some things in there that didn't have anything to do with KOMs. It's just like, you're just a strip idiot if you. <laughs> strip idiot? Yeah. That was a fun video. We that was a that. lot of fun, fun yep. to make. And so. I'd like to do the occasional little funny thing. So that might be something that we'll post up and I've got another one that's kind of in the works right now that we'll post up down the road. So cool. Go check that out at dot. Nope, not that di- Well, Actually you can't go to dialedcycling.com, but if you go to youtube.com forward slash DoubtCycling, you yeah. can check out that video. So anyway, um, in closing things out, I just want to say thank you, Paige. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you guys for having me. Hopefully had fun.
2: fun. Yeah. Maybe we can have you back in here in the future. And, um, you guys, thanks again for uh, always coming in here and sitting down and putting up with this stuff. I know at the beginning of this podcast, it was a little bit frustrating. There was one little connectivity issue that we were having, and we called an audible and finally got it figured out. So, yeah, good times there. We did it. Yeah.
1: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: we will be back next week for another Dialed Podcast. Uh, if you want to check out the live stream, go to YouTube and uh, subscribe there. Otherwise, uh, you'll just find it in your normal places on uh, Wednesday, and we'll just keep doing what we do. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye for now. Bye.